I'd like to welcome everybody back on this Tuesday night in this, the sweatiest basement of Kensington, Maryland. Kensington, Maryland. I'm Ken Marangolo. He's Kevin Ricca. He's Tim Strachan. Yo. And he is always Matt DiRio Seal, uh, our beacon in the, uh, in, in, in the sweaty basement of life. I think, I think it's a fair thing to say. This is the Audible. Uh, this is After the Whistle. This is our Hogshaven Redskins official after show uh, where we cover the drama that is televised Redskins uh, football. And we are joined by somebody who, you know, let me just turn down the, uh, turn down the Scorpions just for a second because we're about to bring in someone special. I don't, I don't want the Scorpions singing over my man. He's already, he's having a hard enough day. He's been uh, <laughs> monitoring the, the comment section and he's probably working on some, some good stuff for us to get, get us ready for the Vikings game. He's none other than I Hate Dallas, Chris Hess. My man, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I, I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity now. I mean, you're, you're wearing kind of plaid-colored jackets and holding microphones and hey, you four-way splits on the TV with Santana Moss, man. The you professor. should have seen his face just the, light up right now. The professor. Oh, come on. <laughs> you, are feed, you are feeding the ego. You're feeding the beast. You just don't understand how much I love that jacket. We have to balance oh, dude, out, we have to balance out this poker holding, table. We good. <laughs> all right. You're holding microphones, man. You look like a game show host. It's awesome. Referring to your, your CSN appearance. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep we're we're keeping it going. I I I don't know in how or in what way I I will be asked to contribute this week, but I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully keeping things going with Sebastian Salazar, our good friend. Yeah, friend and of the show. Uh, JP Flame and Santana Moss. It's fun. It's fun. You but know what? It is. Go ahead, well, it's huge, man. I think it's you know I really do think it's great to see you know. And, and and you are kind of the person most associated with Hog Saving and to see you kind of taking it to the next level, it's it's kinda of big for everybody. The you know? fruits so of his uh, labor, right? It is yeah, cool. it's, yeah, it's it's awesome, man. We're proud yeah, of him. We're proud of him up here too, but I'm watching his face turn this shade of purple is also oh, he's blushing. very entertaining. Oh, he's well, <laughs> I, I, well, and, and if the if the basement is so sweaty, man, you can always take that jacket off. You don't have to wear it all the time. I, you know, he I, sleeps with it. I will. It, it, when it, but you know, but also, it's a, the sweat is a reminder of, of the grind that that uh, that we that we put ourselves through on Tuesday night. This is hard work, Chris. We don't do this because we like it. We do it because someone needs to do it. Someone needs to drink whiskey and talk about the Redskins in, in my basement every Tuesday night. I mean. That's right. Who, who it, is it, not us? Sacrifice. I thought it was signing up for spin class. <laughs> <laughs> I was told there would be Pilates. Um, I'm 13 pounds heavier than we started, and I'm a thousand times less flexible. And I know a lot about whiskey. Yeah. Um, Chris, let me ask you this. I, I solicited some answers from the Hogshaven faithful, uh, but you're you're not a you're not shy when it comes to your opinions on television. Uh, your, the shows you like, the kinds of shows you like. Now we didn't talk to you since the the tie in England, and that's really not what this show is all about. But it was it was yet another example of why this particular season of this particular show, season eighty eighty three, coming up on episode nine, is um, is beyond compelling television, the, because you just don't expect to watch a tie. You don't expect to watch five quarters of football across the ocean and, and get a tie. Where are you at psychologically with this Redskins team? 
you know, I'm really over the weeks. You, you know, it started out. They went zero and two, and it was just full on. Like I, I fell into the the season is over hole. You know, I, I thought there was no escape, and then Sewer Cravens picked off Eli, and then you're right back on top of the mountain. And then you know they they win three in a row, and then the loss at Detroit didn't feel. It, it really didn't feel like a loss because they were right there. I mean, if Matt Jones doesn't grease his palms up with Vaseline before the game, they win. And the tie in, in, in London was just, you know, in North Carolina, we had the game televised. And then around 1 o'clock, maybe one o five, they cut it out to start airing the Panthers. Oh. So I had to cut on the radio. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Oh. And so <laughs> it was such a, such a whack move. I mean, it was like the Panthers playing the Bucks or something. I mean, who cares? And so I turn on the radio and get the game. And uh, you hear that they're on, you know, inside the 20, going for the field goal. And I hear Larry Michael calls, and he misses it. I'm like, oh, and I just fell. I fell on the ground, and it's just like, I, I can't take this anymore. But, you know, they showed the little thing at the end of all the games this week, and it said, you know, if the season ends today, Washington is the sixth seed in the playoffs. And it kind of puts everything in perspective that through all the ups and downs and the Matt Jones fumbles and is Kirk Cousins throwing 95% of the time, you know, they're still in good shape. And they're they're in close games. Other than the Steelers game, nothing's gotten away from them. Everything has been right there for the taking. And um, you kind of feel like in the second half of the season, they're getting better, and the teams that they're looking to play are getting worse. So it's uh, I, I feel pretty good. I'm looking forward to this Minnesota game. I think yeah, Bradford's going to get teed off on. I think that you're you're more aligned with Ken and Kevin on 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 that. I am, and I'm. I, listen, I, I'm as big as a fan as any of you guys, <laughs> but I'm not as comfortable. But I'm not as comfortable. I I feel like I got to be that voice for those who who aren't as comfortable because, I mean, to be honest with you, this they, you know bye, bye weeks are when you're supposed to get healthy and get guys back. We've lost more people in our bye week than we have at any part of the season. Uh, I mean. You know, limping into the halfway point with that heartbreaking loss in Detroit, and you know, kissing your sister in in London. I mean, it was not a huge vote of confidence. However, I do when I looked at the schedule today going forward. Now, you know, you do the you know win loss win loss loss whatever. Nobody on the schedule really puts fear in me at all, except for Dallas at this point. I think everything else, it's a toss up. This it's is, a toss-up, but I'm not as a. I don't, I don't think I'm as comfortable as you guys are, Chris. This is you. This is you all day right now. You're so happy. You're so upbeat. This he is what you're bringing it. to us. He brings it. There you go. That well, Rob Bay song, you know, "Joy and Pain." Yeah, he doesn't like. He doesn't like the first part of it. He just likes the second half of the song. Well, there's, the, there's a lot the of us out there. Williams suspension. You know, the, the the Williams suspension. I think kind of took the air out of everybody's sails because. He's arguably the best player on the team. Um, but I think 
the air out of, the, out of his, your lungs. Of <laughs> <laughs> well, but I think because Kurt gets rid of the ball so fast, and I think Gruden is smart enough to scheme up something where they can get by for four games. And Trent was kind of banged up anyway. So on the bright side, it gives him an extra month to kind of heal up on his knee. And when he comes back for that final stretch, he'll be like a beast times three. See, so bright side. This is the kind of positivity we're looking for. Oh, Inseki, listen, I, I think we're lucky as hell to have Inseki. We are. Lucky as hell to have a guy that is that talented. Now, he's going to make some more mistakes than Trent made, and, and that's part of his growing. But, I mean, to have a guy that respected, I think I think he's that respected in, in, from, by everybody else. I don't think that's just a biased, you know, Homer's opinion um, that Inseki is one he's of the massive best. He's massive. Correct. He's, he's a humongous. So we're lucky in that respect. But then, then Paul goes down. You know, and then but we get just, Derek Carrier, which I'm cool with. <laughs> I love Derek Carrier. I love Carrier. It just, it, yeah. I, I'm not as con- I don't, I don't feel that momentum, you know, movement like into a positive direction. I kind of feel like the sales are just because <laughs> you can't. It's physically not, impossible. You're not walking on sunshine right now. You're not Katrina or but one of the ways. I thought about this though. I thought about this today because I knew you guys were going to come after me like this. Well, it's very. We're, we're products of the uh, of of the glory days. You know, we we've saw the glory days. So there were times in our life when we went to every single weekend thinking, yeah, there's no doubt we're going to win this game. You know, if we were looking at, at, half, at, at the second half of the season, this time when we were 10, we, we, we were going to go 7-1, and one, probably 8-0, you know, in terms of the way we thought about our team. We haven't had that here. And I don't see it in this the team The league yet. has changed since we were kids. The it has changed. Of the league, You're right. And we were at the top end of the non-parity portions of our run. And now it's completely different. And that's why we're going to be in every game to the last quarter right. with this team. If we're going to have a chance to win, we're going to have to do it when it matters. It's, I just wanted to feel a little bit more. You know, the way that they, I just want you to enjoy it. No, the way that they yourself. lost in Detroit and then tied in, in, in against the Bengals and then go into a bye week, and it's the, arguably one of the worst bye weeks you could have possibly have. It just doesn't feel that comfortable. All right, so let me, me let me offer the counterpoint to that. Sure, just, please. And then we and then let's let's transition to uh, to the Vikings game, and that is that for all of our warts, we are four three and one. Um, the, it's fair to say that our record could have gone both ways, uh, better or worse, and by two or three games in either direction, I think that the Trent Williams suspension is. The kind of is is our greatest adversity of the season so far, and potentially will go down as our greatest adversity of the season. Period. Um, you lose the best player on your team for four weeks, but the good news about that to me is um, he is coming back healthy in four weeks uh, when we're potentially still in this thing, um, and no one gets back. And, and I, hey, I'm finding the silver lining here, so trust me, I understand this is just putting lipstick on the hog, but. No one gets back a an All Pro left tackle for a, for a playoff run, you know, in the NFL. That that's when you're losing that guy. Right. Um, if we can just show a little bit of fortitude against, in my mind, against the Vikings and the Cowboys, and I know the Cowboys have a great record and should be the the, the team that is most favored to beat us. But if we can beat the Vikings and the Cowboys in the next stretch, bare minimum, and and bare minimum of two and two with Trent out. I'll be honest with you. I'm feeling pretty darn good about our chances of making the playoffs because the tie 
the beauty of the tie is if we get to nine wins, we're going in ahead of nine and seven teams. You know, if we can, I don't, getting to ten wins is a stretch, but we're getting then we're getting in ahead of ten and six teams. And there's right now there's a huge logjam of five hundred teams in the NFC, uh, uh, and we sit right on top of them. Now that may continue, that may not continue. Statistically speaking, it's likely to continue, and that last fifth and sixth seed team is going to be right on the bubble of five hundred, and that that's where the tie helps you. At the really, it does because. Um, we, you would, we, well, in theory, you'd rather a tie than a loss. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. The feeling sucks. <laughs> the feeling sucks hey, even I've more. I've double-checked the math on both your last statements about 9 and 7. No, it just sucks. Worse than 9, 6, and 1, and, and the feeling of a tie. 9, it's 6, not and 1 beats uh, 9, and 7. It, I know. I double-checked yeah. the math. Okay, good. Both you guys were right. Yeah. <laughs> both you guys are correct on this. <laughs> and, Chris, I, I think that, you know, to, to some of your, uh, you know, stomach in the back of your throat feeling... Going forward, I, I, I think that I think that Minnesota is ripe for the picking this week. I think this is the team we want to be facing coming off the bye. North Turner just rage quit on him uh, la- last week. Rage quit, I like it. Yeah, he he rage quit. Chris, did he not rage quit? Uh, yeah, he definitely rage quit. <laughs> and you know, Minnesota, I've I've got a, a multi-pronged uh, reasons why I think Washington's going to win the game. Number one, Prongus. we're coming off a bye, and they just played an overtime game. Two, they're going on the road. And I, I saw this, I don't know, somewhere on the Internet or on you know, my explorations. But teams who played an overtime game, the very next week, going on the road, records are horrible. And it's just, I mean, even if the overtime only lasts five minutes, Teams going on the road after an overtime game are terrible. And so, you know, they're coming in. Their offensive line is – I mean, who's even on the line? Can, can anybody name one starter on Minnesota's line? There's and the Larry. Larry. Yeah, there's, there's Larry. You know, and you, you always got to watch out for Larry. We but should, the Redskins we are third in sacks. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're going to have – you got Kerrigan, you got Smith. They're blitzing Cravens a lot more. I mean, I think it's just going to be one of those games where where Sam Bradford just gets annihilated. Yeah, Bradford I mean, it, may get knocked out of the game. He's sacrilegious. Bradford has been no stranger of throwing it to us in, in the years past. So this is not his first time and not his first rodeo. He's not going to match Stafford us. That's no, for sure. No, at least no, that's no. at least I don't think so. And, and no, I, no, I, no. I I have a healthy respect for Sam Bradford's abilities, but he's not going to match Stafford us. Not by a long shot. No. The, the problem with, with playing Minnesota that's, is playing their defense. Um, they're gonna. They they're, they give up less than 16 points a game uh, on the year, and even in their worst stretch of losing, they were still only giving up 21 points a game. I think you're all right. I, I think you're all yeah, right. They're, they're, and 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 if it and if I think that's that's why this game is so critical because if they do get the win here, I think we do see hopefully a momentum shift in their direction. If they lose, that's where I'm really really concerned. That's why I think this well, is a very the, important game. All the, all the talk before the Philly game was that, you know, Philadelphia's defense was, what, two or three in the league at the time. You know, they were averaging some ridiculous uh, low number of rushing yards, low number of points allowed. Um, I think they had just steamrolled the Steelers, and we just ran it right up their ass. 
you know. I think Minnesota is, if, if they start getting to Bradford early and start knocking him around, get a turnover, um, that defense may just quit because Gruden is finally, I think he had his Gibbs moment. You know, when when Gibbs first came in, you know, he had the, the, oh, and five. the passing offense, and he finally realized that, hey, we've got these uh, humongous offensive linemen and this badass running back, and nobody can stop it. And it kind of feels like as the season has gone on that he kind of realizes that, oh, running the ball, it works. We score points and we win when we do that, and it makes life easier for the quarterback. And um, I think we're going to see that a lot moving forward, and I don't think teams are going to be able to stop it because – I do think the Redskins' offensive line is better than what they get credit for. Honestly, yeah, I put them up there with Dallas and, as, as the best line in the league. And I love the nod to R. Kelly today. I love the nod that he's the lead guy of of, of a, a running back by committee. And Jones but still I love hurt. It. He's, he's knees banged up. He's, no, still, he's still, questionable. I, I, I think yeah. I think he's a, he's he's a he's a hungry kid. No, we're not doing. Hungry. We're not doing predictions just quite yet, Chris. But I will tell you, um, I think Chris Thompson has to get 18 touches for us to win this game on Sunday. 18 touches, and I think that is that uh, runs and, and passes combined. That's right, runs and passes combined. It's not, that would be on the high side uh, for him. I'm fine with 15. That's, that's, that's 18 is. I mean, if, if you know, uh, Jamison Crowder's got to get his. And now everyone's got to get theirs, and they're going to. But we're and not throwing will. 50 times this week. No, but I, I, see, I see this as, uh, you know, check down Charlie all, sure. all day um, against that defensive line, which gets in, in, into Kirk's face fast. I know, which means, yeah. So I see the dump happening. I, I mean, I can see him getting eight or nine catches. Maybe not, you know, for more than 50 or 60 yards. But I also think he's going to be getting draws and, and traps. Yeah. And, you know, hope, with Vernon he's Davis cause for us. making your wham block yeah. in the middle, he's been great at that this season. And he's the guy that benefits the most from that because... 18's high. It's high. It is high. And I, that, that's, <laughs> really high. that's my high number, yeah, you know, that. prediction for, for us for this weekend. I think that's what we need for a, for a Redskins win. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big liker of Rob Kelly. Uh, I'm not. I don't think he's the next, you know, we, we talked about him, you know, Giovanni Bernard last week, same size type guy. Yep. Now that guy's got some juice. Oh, that guy's got some wiggle. He's got some burst. I like our guy. He's a tough, scrappy guy. And you're right. He's hungry. and He's going to play hard. And if he holds on to it, then he's going to be just fine. He will produce. Well, so I, I mean, I think we're going to get 65 plays or more. I mean, again, I'm, I'm with you, Chris. I think we do get to Bradford early. I think we force, um, you know, seven or eight punts. I think the Redskins offense has a lot of plays in them um, as a result of that. And, you know, there's, there's going to be plenty of carries for, for R. Kelly. And I do think even with 18 touches to Chris Thompson, I still, that's still enough for R. Kelly to get 15 to, to, to 20 carries. Um, and that's still enough for Crowder and Reed um, to each get, you know, 9 to, nine to 10 targets. Uh, and and I, I think that if we, we're going to force them – we're going to force them to turn the ball over back to us, and I think we're just going to we're going to end up on the, on the lopsided um, side of, of total number of plays. See, Chris, you're just this is, you're well, getting in, you're getting all the uh, predictions up, out early. Uh, yeah, and, and I, well, I think I think this week you, you, because during the bye, you know, it's it's going to come to a head. I think with Deshaun Jackson, and 
he can only be held in check, whether that is by design of the offense, whether it's circumstances surrounding the defenses that they've played, whether it's just, you know, hey, you know, Crowder and Reed and all these other guys are open underneath and that's a safer throw. Deshaun Jackson is, he's going to bust one sooner or later. And um, I think coming out of the bye week is the perfect time for them to kind of finally scheme something up where they're like, all right, we're just going to go ahead and and hit Deshaun early. And I think in that game, maybe the first play, I think they'll probably play action and and go for Deshaun deep just to, just to get it out of the way and back that defense up some. Well, uh, you know, the way they've been, been using them, um, they've been running that 25-yard post or whatever early in the game, and, it, and it's been working. He's, he's gotten it. But if you look at the way he's been getting most of his touches, it's in a way that he doesn't like, and it's the reason why he doesn't practice during the week. Um, he's, he's on hitches, and he's, and he's, and he's coming inside, and, and Kirk's get, getting in the ball in those scenarios where he's getting hit. You know, he's al- he almost... You can't really count but more than two or three times where he's caught the ball, uh, maybe a handful of times where he's caught the ball and been able to run away from somebody to get out of bounds. He's taking hits on most of those patterns, and that's A, that's not what he likes. Well, I don't know if he doesn't like it. I don't he doesn't think like he's, it. I don't think he's a pussy. No, no, he's not. Like that. He's not, I not think a pussy that at all, but he, he doesn't understands like that. There, there, he, he has a shelf life. It's a contract year. Yeah, yeah, no, he has a shelf life. And he's he a burner. has a lot of those. I mean, he's fragile. Uh, all but this, that's, that's all this being said, let me just agree with Chris real quick. There's no doubt in my mind in the first quarter of this football game, we will max protect against those werewolves they got on yep. the defensive line. We will max protect play action, send two out on a route, because one of those two can get to a spot on the field that most NFL players can't get to. They don't talk about that portion of the field in defensive meetings leading up to the week. That's happening in the first quarter early, and if not again, because there's no doubt, Chris, got that, that play at home, and, and, and it sets up for the I game plan. Think what we, you do, we, we, we got to we got to max protect to get the time to throw it down the field. What you do is you run Reed up a guys. seam and and sit him down at ten fifteen, and you take Davis on one side and you take Jackson on the other side and make them choose. That deep post that he runs under like Willie Mays, that ball goes up in the air. He'll be just fine. Yeah, got to be nice yeah. to see him. Catch and it. I think this is the week to do it because yeah. he he's just been kind of just non-existent for the past month. He had a couple of the, you know, long pass interference calls against Cleveland. He had one long one for what, 38, 40 yards against Cincinnati. But, you know, he got the helmet to helmet, I believe on that play and sat out the rest. So I think this is the week where he kind of comes back with a fury and everybody's like, Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's kind of, kind of nasty. I get a hard time for defending these guys that are banged up because everyone's banged up at this time, but he's a speed guy. You know, he's built for speed. He's got an ankle and a knee. Uh, I just got to think some of this lack of use, for a better term, has to do with him not being, you know, got hit in the head twice last week. He's just been getting banged up and beat up a little bit. There's a saying. He hasn't been flying free out there. There's a saying, you know, some guys are thoroughbreds. Thoroughbreds are only great if they're 100%. If they're not 100%, they ain't yeah, worth anything. This guy's a cigarette boat. He's, he's, <laughs> guy's... He needs to be at 100% to, to do what he does best. Here's another right. reality about Deshaun Jackson as well. If you don't get him the ball in the first quarter and the first half, you might you lose him mentally in the second half. Just plain, and, and you know what? You guys, that's how some players are. And 
guys that are as good as him ha- have never had that problem. I also think he has the ability to get pissed off enough that in the second half... Yeah, but he gets, he gets pissed off at, at his he, coach he or the quarterback. You know, he, uh, I'm saying we'll he loses it. Maybe the, not in a contract year. Well, no. I, it's happened this season. You know, he, he was... Uh, what, what game was that? That was the, 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 the Detroit game. Uh, you know, he mailed in a couple of those routes. Listen, I'm not going to throw shade at Deshaun Jackson. He's great, and it would be smart to utilize him early. I'm saying he's the kind of player that... Forget about how great he is, and you should be getting the ball because he's awesome. If you're gonna, if you know you're gonna need this guy in the second half, which we know we're gonna need him in the second half, get him the ball in the first half. Draw the plays up, force the ball I think his they way. Do, but no. like you said, they do it on hitches. They do it on crosses. He's they do no, no, they don't. They haven't the connected on the deep ball yet. But 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 if you if you're at, if you watch, especially if you're at the stadium and you just only watch him. The, the dude gets can get open on every single play. I mean, there, no one's covering him. You because know, of him, part. the other dudes get open on every play. Exactly. Too. No, <laughs> without a doubt. But I'm just saying, he knows in his mind, on any given play, he is going to be able to find the open space. And if you put the ball there, he's going to get it. He knows that. Everyone knows that. Right. And, and, and if they get him just one, just one of those big 40-yard field-flipping shots early, then, you know, he's going to be of the mindset where, okay – the next time they call me for to, to just decoy and clear out underneath routes for everybody else, he's going to run at full speed because he has a tendency to, when he knows the ball isn't going to come his way, you know, he, he'll half step it a little bit. And, yeah, and that's really not good for the whole offense because when, when you have a 170 pound guy out there and he's not either going full speed or putting it all into blocking, he's, he's just a, a warm body out there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think they got to chuck it up to him early. And I think they will. I agree. I agree for all the reasons we've said I agree. And I think that uh, they're smart enough to, to do it. Let's assume for a moment that that's what they're going to do. To me, I'm just saying three or, three or four catches in the first half, and you're going to have them when you need them in, in the fourth quarter. Um, I worry that – I worry about that not being the case if you don't get him the ball early. I was – I was, you know – Thinking about facing this defense, and you got Barr, Kendricks, and Greenway, who's really kind of what is a great linebacker in his own right, but next to Barr and Kendricks, I mean, those guys are freaking nightmares to play. I mean, I, I, w- I would kill for linebackers like that. I would kill for to have a linebacker like Barr on my team. Um, he's huge. He's huge. He's fast, and you know. I'm, I'm like worried that he'll like even take that he could take that he could potentially he's take away. He's not going to hurt Jordan you Reed. at the stadium. He's not going to hurt you. Oh, I thought you were worried about your your seats. <laughs> I, I, hear, I, I hear he hates Blazers. Uh, no, he better not. <laughs> I have an American flag lapel on that blazer. Back off. There's elbow patches. <laughs> <laughs> this is suede. <laughs> but but see, Anthony Barr. Just those guys don't scare me because I, I think what what Gruden's done a good job of is neutralizing these really good defensive players. You know, Fletcher Cox in the Eagles game. Yep. You know, before then, everybody's, oh, God, Fletcher Cox, what's he going to do to us? You know, is he just going to rape and pillage the whole stadium? And Brandon Scherf yeah, He has just, to stay on the field. He's not allowed to go in the stands. What's that guy? He's that, right, you know? Hey, that guy's raping and pillaging right, Section I mean, 137. Right. He's grabbing dudes' girlfriends' butts. I mean, it was just pandemonium. <laughs> but Scherf just completely shut him down. And, you know, Anthony Barr, 
he may get a few plays in, but I, I really don't think. I mean, who's he going to be covering? Reed, Davis, Crowder, uh, no, Thompson he, out of the backfield. I think Chris yes. has answered your question, and a, a wise man once said, "If you're scared, get a dog." That was it. That was the comment you had today. That was awesome. Yeah, well, without saying that comment again, I think he just reintroduced that theme. He really did. Absolutely. To, uh, he did. Hey, I hate Dallas is real, man. He really keeps good. it real. It's, it's a, it's a, that's a fact. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I just see the Vikings as a team that, you know, somebody had said, well, you know, I'm, I'm, the Vikings, they're, they just lost two, three in a row, and they're going to be hungry for a win and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they just lost two or three in a row for a reason. They're, they're self-destructing. And I think it's kind of indicative of their coaching staff falling apart. And the offense, because of all the injuries they've had on the offensive line, and there's, there's blood in the water, man. You know, and, and our defenders are going to be fresh. Trent Murphy is going to be fresh. Kerrigan's going to be fresh. Cravens is going to be fresh. Baker, Francois, Ziggy Hood. Hell, Anthony Lanier might even get a sack on this guy. So I just, I, I'm not really worried that much about the Vikings. I mean, I think it'll probably be a close game because it's the NFL and they're all kind of close. Um, but, yeah, I think the Redskins probably should be favored in this game. I haven't looked at the line. Does anybody know what it is? Redskins were two and a half, opened at two or two and a half, I believe. Okay. That's what I saw yesterday. That sounds about right. Vikes are dogs. Right now the Vikes are dogs. Right by, by about the uh, yeah. field advantage spread. But I think they're again just to, to reiterate the point. I think it's a huge deal if they can win this game to kick them off into a a momentum shift that they need desperately. You lose this game, and it it gets real oh. in my fight. It gets real dicey. It gets a little nervous because they also have a three game away stretch. Yeah. Well, well, the only game in in these next three that really scares me. It, it's not the Dallas game. Packers. But it's the Packers. Because the Packers, man. In you prime know, time. Yeah, in prime time. And last last year, before the playoff game, the whole talk was about, you know, well, the Packers kind of backed into the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing well. You know, his receivers just aren't aren't separating from people. He doesn't look the same. Blah, 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 blah. Then he comes into Washington and, you know, just performs open heart surgery on us in front of everybody. Yeah. And it was terrible. Yeah, if we thought, we, if like, we, if this, we thought we got Stafforded, let's not forget about the well, Rogering. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's right, a whole right. different ballgame. That's a whole different way to take it. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's like that same narrative is starting to pop up where everybody's like, ooh, what's happening to Aaron Rodgers? It looks like he sucks all of a sudden. Well, he has a wide receiver playing fault. running back. It's not his fault. Yeah, You're Right, right. He's got a wide receiver playing running back. And, like, that's the game that scares me. Because that's the game where, for some, whatever reason, their wide receiver running back would have to rush for, like, 170 yards. That's just because you're going off the- past history where we've had historically bad showings against the Packers. That, that, that's your history showing. And our prime time record is yeah, exactly that, that's that's prime all those time. things. But look, yeah. they could lose any of the games. They could lose yeah. any and all of them. But I just I just I want to let Chris know one thing. My Instagram account just popped up. I'm not I'm not sure how fresh Sewer Cravens is going to be. Unfortunately, he's at a birthday party with uh, Kylie Jenner. 
So we might have to get him into the, for, some, for some treatment. That's not good news. As long, no, as no, long, no. As long Kardashian as on the team is not good news. 48 That's hours. That's all you need. 48 hours. What, what, God, well, is, is he at least wearing his glasses, his concussion glasses? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, but they look like they're having a great oh, old man. time, and, and, I, and I believe they are. I got to believe they are. Yeah, I, I, oh, I, as long as she leaves him alone starting Thursday night. Like, I'm sure, how do you think the conversation went? What are you doing on election night? You want to, uh, <laughs> I don't think they're checking out that Trump just won Ohio, to be honest. Uh, they probably gave them, off, oh. gave them off election day. He's like, I'm going to hit, hit the, uh, the old gender party. <laughs> exactly. What are you guys going to do? Because uh, I'm going to party with the Kardashian. Vote. Why vote? Yeah, let's uh, get him back. Let's get him back on campus. Actually, no, that, I, I think his stock just ri- rose for that. For that. Is stock the so new keyword for everything now? I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the kids are, just, kids are saying stock, these days. His stock went up just just on that news right right there alone. He'll be ready. Yeah. Well, well, isn't it more than you know, I, I thought. I thought athletes hanging around the Kardashians was like the ultimate curse. It's a kiss of death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Lamar Odom and uh, uh, Reggie Bush. They're, they're sirens. I didn't say mayor. Sirens. He's just hanging. Oh, those are those are Kardashians. These are Jenners. So. Maybe there's a difference. Maybe. Hey, there's a there's a good little yeah. He might have he might have something. Oh, yeah, the wisdom has been passed down. <laughs> I mean, we kind of have an idea. How to suck going. the how to suck the soul out of a young professional athlete. <laughs> but let's just. But since we're talking about Sue Cravens, I do think that this here goes. this is a pivotal point. I'm not saying he's going to you know become a superstar, but I think this is a pivotal point where he could really step up and be used as a weapon. I think he's at a point where he's learned enough. He's experienced enough that they can use him in special ways, and he could be very important yeah, coming yeah. down the stretch. Uh, well, I certainly oh, yeah. I mean, so. it, the, the The end of the Bengals game, um, I don't know if anybody else read it, but Hogs Haven alum Mark Bullock did his Washington Post piece and just kind of showed how in the second half of that game, they blitzed the shit out of the Bengals using Cravens, and it was really effective. It was I mean, he very was hurrying throws, batting passes. He got a he got a crucial sack on Dalton. Uh, I want to say there in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was overtime. So I think that game lasted eight hours. But um, plus the yeah, time I mean, difference. it was just yeah, it was, it was just he was extremely effective in that role, and he's got to get more playing time. You know, I mean, if they have to take Mason Foster off the field or whatever they have to do, they have to put him on there. Because if if you are to rank our best defensive players, I'd say he's easily top top five, top six. Uh, absolute athlete freaks. I I have him as a four four guy. Uh, interestingly enough, he's well, so he's he's far up that pace. I think he's got one pick and one sack, or maybe one and two. I don't know. He's 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 not halfway there. Um, and the guy who got four and four last season, Thomas Davis. Interestingly enough. Um, he had both a sack and an interception uh, in this past week's game, which I find interesting because uh, I do think Sua Cravens can be that kind of player, um, and there's not many like it. Uh, there's not many like him out there. Let's do um, let's do a prediction, Chris. Well, but I, you know, I tell you what, I say those two predictions, but I just want to give you a chance to speak directly to all of our Hogshaven readers that love all the, the comments you make, and, and especially uh, they get us, get us hyped up for games. I mean, you got anything for us? I mean, it's it's hard to hate on Minnesota people, um, for the most part, but not that hard for you. I mean, I gotta believe you're you're muscling through it somehow. 
Well, I mean, I, I certainly enjoy watching Blair Walsh lose his job in front of the whole country <laughs> again. Um, I mean, he obviously should have been cut right there on the field and left to freeze to death in Minnesota in that overtime game, in the playoff game, rather. Like an elderly... Um, you, you hate kickers. That's <laughs> Yeah. Crazy. And then, yeah, they, they yeah. give up a first-round draft pick for, for Sleazy Wonder, who then goes on to go 5-0, and and everybody just thinks, oh, well, we, just, we just stole something from Philly for a first-rounder. And now the real Sam Bradford shows up. His jersey's still five sizes too big. And now he's getting crushed. <laughs> he and really kills and throwing picks all over the place. It's amazing how that jersey fits. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's like, he's like he's going out for it, trick-or-treating. It's like a 1980s well, like jersey. Go, right. He's about to go play hockey or something, which fits in in Minnesota. But what is he wearing? He's wearing a hockey sweater. No, he can't have a big I'm brother because that guy would have straightened this out by now. <laughs> well... And he would probably avoid a lot less sacks if he got a smaller jersey. Because just think how easy it is to grab that thing. I mean, you can be a, a solid six feet away and still grab a sleeve. And <laughs> Even Jason Pierre-Paul could with three right. fingers. No, I mean, just, uh, yeah, he would just get him with the, he the little He would hate to have to play against Big Hands Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got? I mean, what do you got for us for, uh, for the game? Oh. <sighs> Man, we'll see. I don't want to jinx it. No, I'm no. afraid. I, I'm, I'm, this is official capacity. This I'm, is official Hogshaven capacity. You're on the. You're on here as a journalist, Chris. Obviously, I mean, come on. I just because you're wearing jorts and uh, and Crocs does not mean that what you're saying doesn't carry the appropriate weight behind it. Remember, this is the Circle well, George Spectacular. You never know someone, Spectacular too. You never know when someone's wearing jorts what they have in those pockets. So. I think I think what happens in the Minnesota game. I think Bradford is going to get. I think he's going to get sacked five times. Wow. I think I think Norman is going to return an interception for a touchdown. The most penalized player in the NFL. Sean. Uh huh. And he'll probably get a flag for it. I mean, he might as well just shoot the bow and arrow when he does it because yep. he'll be up by three touchdowns at that point. But I think they're going to win. Uh, going away. I, I think we're seeing the Minnesota Vikings just completely collapse, and the Redskins are going to get their rocks off. A team coming off of an overtime game, traveling against a team who's coming off a bye week, it, it's just going to be bad for them. It's going to be real bad. Um, Do, and doesn't Sam Bradford always like look like the lead character, or like the lead character's best friend in a horror movie? Like the guy who's probably not going to live through the whole entire movie. He's probably going to get killed at some point. He's, and he's just terrified of don't everything around Don't go down there. Him. Don't go yeah. down there. No, because the, for the whole movie, he's the guy who's like, don't do that. Better not do that. Be careful over there. I know what's going to happen there. And then before you know it, he's the guy who gets killed like an hour into the movie. That's that's. I feel like that's well, who Sam Bradford is. Yeah, I think he's going to probably get killed about five minutes into this movie on Sunday. Um, <laughs> we won't have to wait very long to see it. Well, I hope not. Yeah, Who's their backup? I think it's. I think it's. Uh, you know what? That's a good question. Oh, it's, it's uh, Sean Hill. Really? It's Sean really? Hill. Really? It's Sean Hill. Jeez. I forgot how how fast we boy. forget. 
how fast we forget. I'll be honest with you. If Sean Hill comes into the game, it's probably not good well, for the I'm going to get nervous. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm still chuckling over here about the rocks off comment, but you know, when you think about it, after a bye week of tie and a last second loss, we are we are backed up. So you know, I'm, I'm yeah, man. We are look with look you, it up. I'm look with it up. You. I'm the, with you, the, man. The stats prove it. The stats prove it. The, the skins are in a good position to pull this off, and I think this is finally the game where everything just kind of comes together for a bukkake of Ooh, gloriousness. Field. All right, hey, that is. <laughs> You paint a picture with your words, sir. I told you we should get the Pukaki bell. <laughs> you so just, the first you time I was said, together, you we can ring it. a Picasso. Ding, ding. Hey, <laughs> listen, that is why this is Circle George's Spectacular 2. That is why that's what this is. Uh, T, what do you got for us? Yeah, I, I, I would love for all of what Chris just said to come true. Uh, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 27-23, and the defense finally comes through in the end to hold them off, and uh, and they get that momentum that they're looking for. Kev, I mean, I, I've said it and said it again. I think uh, I think we score plus 30. I think we're either up a little bit or tied, and we go down and have a finishing drive to put it out of reach. Like I say, it's always going to be within contention going down to the midway through the fourth quarter. But I think we're up three. We go have a drive. We'll re-cement it and uh, end with a little defensive stop and a, and a victory formation. I can see the victory formation. I do think this will be close. I think it'll be close in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't – the good news about this game for Redskins fans is – while there will be plenty of Vikings fans there, though, because there's always plenty of everyone, it's not typically a team that that that'll pack the uh, that'll pack the uh, stadium, you know, in a way that well, Pittsburgh or if Philly Sam D'Souza shows up. That stadium's gonna be one third packed. I was waiting for his name yeah. to come. Is he up. A Vi- he's a Vikings guy, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he blows the horn. Well, uh, listen, you know, there, there's teams that have, I, the I, horn. I, the horn is his next door neighbor, but that's, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> he's here all week, everybody. It's Kevin Ricca. Please direct all your emails if you to can him. Swing, if you could swing at Sam, you could take a swing at Sam right now. You would too. Trust me. I think that. Uh, I, I think the question. What's the question? Well, I think Chris? the question for this game is I actually have. Give are are the Vikings the worst offense they've played all year? Mm. Oh. It's well, that's, that's a I, I mean matchup wise that offensive line yeah if Kerrigan's flexing all over the place <laughs> the Giants offense was pretty terrible. Um, and well, also, yeah, they're but, in flux offensively yeah, but, yeah, because yeah. of the because of when the we, rage. The them. rage. What did you call it? The, the Ravens offense. Right. The rage. The Ravens offense was was rage pretty quit. terrible. The rage us. quit. Yeah, North Turner rage quit on them. I think that's 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 yeah, throwing right. them into some. The Ravens offense. Rag. You both said you both said the Ravens offense was inadequate at best. We had that conversation. Yeah. But but Are if the O line can't that? protect. You guys remember that? Can we talk about that uh, in this space? In this space, I'm with you though. Uh, I don't care who you got. Stefan Diggs coming back home. You know, I'm sure he wants to catch a couple on us. But if they can't protect that big tent wearing goofball, they're not gonna have a shot. He's like, he's I just like a, don't think like any of the games are gonna be blowouts. I think every game. Yeah, gonna be tough. I, I've said that. I agree. It's, I think every game's gonna be tough. But this might be one of those chances. Good. As they. You know, if North Turner says it's time to hit the escape button, more so because they can't. Because yeah, he was because here they for quite a while dealing with some serious yeah. bullshit. More so because the Vikings will have trouble putting points on the board. We, you know, we'll be comfortably doing that. You're right. Well, I mean, we can't miss field goals. Call it a, a blowout. No, we can't. Miss. We got to score in the red zone. No stupid turnovers. 
I mean, those are things you have to do every game. But for the Redskins, yeah, that's like football one on one, but uh, you isn't it right? But it's that's crazy. The other thing. How it, you how, know how that works? We we have said, and I've said it before. If the Redskins play like they did in game X, they're going to be seven and one. That's if right. they play like they did in game Y, they could lose the next seven out of eight. That's why it's always going to be close. It's the matchups. It's the matchups. That's why it's going to be. It's always going to be close. Yes. This, we don't have the big this is dogs. a huge game for the Redskins because, to me, uh, getting to five wins is, is a big deal. Staying ahead of 500, because that means no matter what happens against the Green Bay Packers, we're still ahead of 500. Um, and then, then Thanksgiving is a huge, huge affair, because I do think Pittsburgh's going to whoop that ass this week uh, against the Cowboys. I, I certainly hope they do. I, I see Pittsburgh taking a knee. Dallas yeah. is going to have that record. Oh again. no, I see, I see, I see Pittsburgh winning that one easily. Gosh, I, you know, I believed in them all year, and I finally had to stop last weekend after the Ravens game. Well, just, here's the thing just, with Dallas: the Ravens game got me on Pittsburgh because that Pittsburgh Philly game you talked about, Chris, blew my mind and still had all the way up until this week. I could not understand one ounce of it, especially after what we did to Philly. I was like, okay, we could have done this but, to Pittsburgh. Shit. But Pittsburgh always loses. To Baltimore in Baltimore. It's just, it's, mark it down, write it down in Sharpie. It just always happens to them. And they always respond and beat really good teams. And I think they're going to whoop Dallas so bad that you're going to see all the Dallas fans trading out their freaking brand new Ezekiel Elliott jerseys for Cubs jerseys (laughs) or whatever the hot thing is for Dallas fans these days. And it's going to be terrible because Dallas. Look, I'm not going to take anything away from their seven and one. Take it away what from you them. Do. But like, if you watch them play, it's they run the same like four or five very simple plays on offense all the time. And but if, but if you run it one, perfectly, it works. Right. Well, you know that's that's kind of what the Redskins did in 2012. They ran the same, like, four or five plays, and nobody could stop it. And fine. You know, it, it works. It's, it's, it's fine. But I think once somebody figures them out defensively and is able to get, you know, a 14 nothing lead on them, and Pittsburgh is good enough offensively to do that to anybody anytime. If Antonio Brown has his way, That's which he very well could. Dallas is deep. Yeah, Dallas' defense is not that great. If Ben Roethlisberger picks him apart and Pittsburgh can tee off, I mean, I really want to see what Dak Prescott has to do when they're down. True, true, true that. You know, and Ladavion hasn't gotten off yet. yet either, and he's he's bound to. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I think Le'Veon? I think Pittsburgh is going to beat Dallas by Le'Veon. touchdown. It, I I, I God, I hope you guys are right because I don't want to listen to the eight and one Dallas fan who just beat Pittsburgh. That's going to be an earful. Hey, you know what? The, be- the best news of the day is um, we get to play them on Thanksgiving, uh, which is ahead of us, and, and, and I love it. And if you if, if you look at the way things are shaking, things would shake out uh, with us kind of being on the edge, inside looking out, outside looking in. It we could be up against them in that first week, uh, and, and let's let's have those. We want Dallas chance. I, I think the chances for a Redskins Dallas playoff game are at about 60% right now. Oh, that would be 
I mean, we're we're undefeated <laughs> lifetime in the playoffs. We're, de- we're a, Chris. We're at DefCon. Uh, we're at DefCon. You know, um, tan, maybe beige. DefCon beige, not fully fully brown yet, but it's going to get there probably by week fifteen ish. I'm guessing. I I, I think I, it's going to we're cl- we're going to clash. I mean, I think it's going to happen. Well, there's a chance that the Thanksgiving game, if if I'm not mistaken, if if things shake out in my mind like I'm I'm hoping they do, it could be for first place in the NFC East. Just saying. Well, we, that means uh, we have to beat Green Bay. You're saying we beat Green Bay. That's what I hear you saying if, right if now. If we beat, if we beat, yeah, that, that, I mean that's what I'm saying. If if we beat Minnesota and Green Bay hypothetically, and Dallas loses their next two. Then we are ba, 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 six three and one yeah, going we, into that game, and we'd have a chance to uh, to put them right behind us. And I'll, I'll tell you this: for all those people out there who are listening to Chris' words, Chris's words, and getting a little bit excited, let me explain something to you guys. This is what Dallas does: when they melt down, they don't do it just like halfway; they do it epically. They, they, they I mean, the whole reason why we won in twenty twelve, people don't give them enough credit. For the Redskins, for us winning the division in 2012 and making the playoffs, people don't give the Cowboys enough credit. They lost that division in such a hard and debilitating and discouraging and soul crushing way. No, I don't think I, the average Redskins fan I don't think even fathoms it. Doesn't even understand how how much Dallas gave us that division. But Tony Romo has done it in a starring role. Yeah. Let's see him go out oh, yeah. supporting uh, actor of the year. Let's see him somehow show up and let this what they say is a good problem, which it's not. It's a this is a divisive situation. They can't deal him. They can't put him in. They cannot deal him. They can't put him How in. How can they put him in? <laughs> well, they can Oh no, that I they could cut him. I, I, I'd put the I'd put the chance of Tony Romo being in that game at like 0%. Me too. I just, there's I, I, no way they I kind of wish it was him. Don't we always say that? Like, Unless yeah. Dak poops his bed. Unless he poops his bed. Unless he just has a rookie moment and poops his bed. We want to play Dak in. in Dallas. We want to play Tony Romo in FedEx. Tony Romo hasn't historically played well in FedEx. He's like basically a 500 quarterback in FedEx. Yeah. Much better than that um, on his own turf. The other uh, key, uh, uh, as long as we're looking ahead of the Dallas game, Kevin, you always say it. Um, was it the last six road teams have won in that yep. series? Road teams, six straight. Road teams, six straight. What haven't you guys Let, learned about football? Make it's it one week at a time. It's one week at a time. Don't it's one get week at a time. Yourself. That's the beauty of where we are right now. We are we, we are we are tuned in. The Redskins are alive. Um, they they're sitting uh, to some extent with their own destiny in their hands. Um, every win from this point out. Uh, you know, puts them one step closer to their goal. These wins are attainable. We're not facing anybody that we shouldn't have a chance to beat. This is all, these are all great things for Redskins fans in Week 9. And um, I want to say a special thank you to Chris. Chris, do you have anything, any last thoughts before we uh, wrap up this show tonight? Oh, uh, yeah. Hopefully um, when, when we wake up in the morning and people listen to this, that, uh, that the country hasn't exploded. Um, yes. That's what I'm hoping for. Personally, I hope that, so I'm going to finish also. watching. <laughs> I'm going to finish watching the election coverage, and uh, maybe just take some Nyquil to ease the pain. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, whatever works, brother. Whatever, whatever works. works. It's been a quiet man. 
quiet man <laughs> night in the basement for the for the audible. Chris, thank you so much, my man. Appreciate, appreciate it, you, my friend. Very much it. appreciate hey, you. Hey guys, thank you for having me. Hold on, hang on there. We uh, we're keep doing get, what you do. We're gonna take you. We're gonna send you over to the producer to get your uh, name and information so we can send you a, a, a pencil. We have we've made pencils for Kevin Rico. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Tim Strachan. Please, please. Matt, the real deal seal. I'm Ken Marangolo. This was the audible.